Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Couch Chiefs podcast, where the Couch Chiefs sit down and talk about a young fan's perspective of the NASCAR world. Today is our first and last day talking about Auto Club. It's a sad day, but don't don't shed a tear now because just because it's gone doesn't mean we didn't have the good times. And uh, me and my my friend Levi here. Hello, oh, buddy. I'm sad. It's the last weekend. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, well, well, at least we had we had some good racing. We did, man. We did. I mean, it's it's so sad to see that place go. I mean, we're losing all the good tracks. We lost old Atlanta. We yeah. lost Auto Club. Ah, uh, I tell you. Dale, or not Dale, Alex Bowman should not have won back there in 2020. He killed it. <laughs> His fault. The curse. I mean, he killed Chicago Land too. Yeah, he did that one too. Uh, when's Richmond going? I guess now is the question. So yeah, yep. at this point. So, ladies and gentlemen, if uh, if a track's dying out that you really like, uh, just go to the uh, Alex Bowman website and just say it's your fault. That's that's yeah, all you gotta yeah, say. Yeah, you gotta you gotta look it up and make sure he's won at that track to see if that track's gonna die out. And well, well Richmond oh, might be next. Which honestly, is... I'm not gonna lie, I wouldn't mind losing Richmond. You may disagree with me on that, but I would not mind losing that one. Wow, and we're starting off with controversial. <laughs> yeah, back to back at this point, man. You gotta... Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, no, I I know you're surprised by that, but honestly, Richmond just hasn't brought much to the table recently. It just hasn't. It's one of those tracks to where I wish it would. I really and truly wish it would bring that juicy, you know, racing that we're looking for out of it, but it just hasn't been there. But anyway, that's later down the line. We're at Fontana. Well, we're leaving Fontana, moving on to Vegas. So anyway, yeah. what's our topics this week, bud? So uh so obviously uh we were going to talk about the xfinity race first but that's until later in the show because the cup race <laughs> came first due to weather which that was interesting but it got good shots on the nascar uh gallery image uh section on the website it's gonna sure be did. so beautiful sure did the mountains were looking beautiful oh yes indeed so. absolutely let's start off with the cup race and Boy, do we have a lot to talk about. First off, uh, man, I I was watching the race and like we had less commercials, eh, kind of. Kind of, yeah. For the most part, I was like, man, you know, race is going good, spreading out, and then all I see is Kyle Larson going slow, and I'm like, uh, he's not supposed to do that. You're my overconfident pick. And I was like, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. And then they said electrical issue, and I was like, yeah. So what's what's your opinion on that? So, the, uh... Man, as a big Kendrick fan, it stinks. But at the same time, it's like a byproduct of having no practice. Like, it's just one of those things to where we had practice rained out. So guess what? If you would have had it, we probably would have caught that issue before he actually went out on track. So I think it honestly does speak to importance that we do need practice. I, I think I would love, actually, I don't think I would say this. As a fact, I would love to see more practice, I think. Now, granted, would it probably make more teams a little bit better than others? Maybe. And you start to kind of see everybody, you know, figure out the car more, and there may be difference of setup and all that, probably. But 
I think we need practice, honestly. Um, I, I think this just showed it because you saw Larson have trouble. You saw Briscoe have trouble. Um, and then, of course, a bunch of guys had problems with the sandblasting, which I don't know if practice would have even helped with that. Maybe. No. I, I doubt it. Like, I don't think you can even prepare for that. Maybe with like the whatever, the grill block or whatever they were talking about. So I doubt it, though. But yeah, we need practice. Yeah, because my gosh, dude, like Larson had problems and and I'm watching this race and I'm like, man, that stinks for Larson. And then I'm watching him like, and I was like, why is Chase Briscoe still in like below top 30? And it's like, this is not like Chase Briscoe. And obviously I kind of had like a little rant in another chat I was in, but um, saying that Chase Briscoe took over Cole Custer's equipment. And I was like, that is very hard for oh. me to say. It <laughs> oh, really buddy. Was. I'll be honest with you, but I was in a rage at that point. Um, so anyways. Um, well, and also let me add this as well. Early season problems as well. It's so early in the season as well. We're only in the second race. Give the team's time. They'll get their stuff figured out. Um, we only had... Um, God, I'm trying to think. We only had one loose wheel as well. The whole race. No problems oh yeah, with that. that we didn't good. have... Yeah, we well, didn't I mean, even. That was have... bad, but that was, I mean, good. <laughs> bad, bad for Truex, right? But at least it only happened under caution as well. You know, we didn't have tire falling off or wheel falling off. You know, right there in green flag run. But overall, yeah, it seems like the teams are figuring out the car more. They're taking care of their stuff and all that. But sorry for Truex, you got a couple of crew guys going on vacation for two weeks. So, yeah. Which props to NASCAR. Um, I do like the idea that two pit crew members get suspended uh, instead of the crew chief because honestly it's like the crew chief doesn't do anything like other than work on the uh, work on the setup work on this work on that but he's not the one going down there changing tires yeah. it should be at fault of the pit crew members if you mess up and it and it leads to a suspension, that's on you. And then that's where you need to pick up and improve. Right. So honestly, right. I think this is a big improvement on the penalty. I mean, sure, uh, last year it did lead to, or the uh, previous years to where it led the tire implication with uh, the crew chief being suspended. Yes, it was a big impact, but at the same time, it's like the punishment does not fit the crime. So... Yeah. Well, let me put it another way, right? Let's say NASCAR didn't actually suspend, suspend the crew chiefs last year. Would there have been a bigger consequence to losing a wheel? Not really. I, I like what they did. They went out last year and they basically said, hey, look, you're going to lose a wheel. Okay, your crew chief's going to get suspended. Because at some point we were losing way too many wheels and it was just because the teams were not slowing down and actually making sure they got the lug on tight. So... I give props to NASCAR for once that problem got fixed, they didn't go even harder on it. They actually went back. They said, okay, we can take that back now. We don't have to go quite as harsh on the teams. We can drop back. I love that approach. So mad props to NASCAR for not trying to bear down even more. Yeah, and we had a I mean that I mean that's it's it's good that things are changing and things are uh getting better within the um you know, penalties and stuff like that. But uh, moving on within the race, you know, uh, we had a big crash on stage two, which I was like, <laughs> yeah, I, mm. I was 
so I was getting ready for like the second restart. I think was it it was at the end of stage or the restart after stage one, or was it uh I think it was in the middle? It was lap eighty seven from what I've been hearing. Um yeah, that's essentially stage. Yeah, like a couple laps after stage two started. Yeah. So they got started. And so a lot of people were talking about how Logano was at fault, but I mean at the same time it's more of it's it's a reaction. Um it's more of a reaction wreck than anything else because when and listening to this on DBC, they're talking about how spotters look at the well, I mean obviously they're looking at the cars, but they look at certain key points to help them say, All right, ready, three, two, one, green, 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 and then some other spotters are like, Okay, you know, checking up or whatever the case may be. There's a lot of information on the table when it comes down to the restart. Yeah. They got going and as soon as they did, someone made a late reaction and then started checking up. And then you see a lot of cars getting taken out. I mean, Tyler Reddick's uh, two weeks are not really going all that great. Oh, uh, yeah, about that. Norris Haas at this point, except for Arvik and Briscoe. And it just shows to me that it's like, at this point, we might as well need to be a two-car team because it's like, <laughs> Harvick's just Harvick. Um and Chase Briscoe is just keeping it clean for the most part and just having a whale good time. Meanwhile, Eric Amarola and Ryan Priest get wrecked, which it's like, it's just wrong time, wrong just area. But then, I mean, Laney was in it. Um, who else was in it? Bell was in it. I mean, yep. There was a lot yeah. of guys in it. So, yeah, I do have to stop you there, right? Uh, who would you say was in it there? At the, at the, you said Tyler Reddick, right? Yeah. Who was my guy to watch out for that I quoted last week? Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick, yeah. Um, mm, uh, Reddick fans, I'm sorry. I, I put the curse on him, I guess. that that That's on me. That one's on me. I'll take the blame on that one. Uh, I wouldn't say it's on you. I mean, it's like I picked Tyler Reddick for this race because I also said Tyler Reddick, and I was like, man, I feel confident. It's a multi-groove racetrack, and then it was like crash, and I was like, and it doesn't help either that he's last in points right now behind Travis Pastrana and Jimmy Johnson, and he only has four points to his name right now. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that that curse not only did extend to like the cup race, man, he got the bad end of the stick on the extended race as well. So we'll man, I can't I, I can't wait to say who my favorite driver to watch out for at Vegas is. Who <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, no, I'm so I'm watching the restart, right, while we're talking and okay, Fox, I'm not gonna lie, you didn't really show me what I'm wanting to see here, but I'm watching it and it's like I'm looking and it looks like to me, all right, from what I'm seeing at least, Logano looks fine. It's the guys that behind him, it looked like they tried to jump it a little fast and that's mm -hmm. what got him. So I kind of chalked this up to like early season new rules change sort of thing, right? So if you don't know, the rules or the restart zones basically got extended a little bit further than they were from last year which means drivers have a little bit more choice on when they can go and accelerate into the restart zone, which I'm all for. But the problem with that is that, guess what? 
drivers got to get used to it to the ones who are behind them or behind the leaders and all that and it's just a new rule in general so you just got to get used to it early season thing so brush it off move on to next week best thing i can tell you yeah and i mean there was a lot of good contenders i mean oh he was strong um you had a lot of good contenders in there and it's just wow um but yeah the rest of stage two man i mean Obviously, there were some incidents with uh, Corey LaJoy. I mean, having a good run. I mean, him and Ricky Stenhouse were staying put inside the top 20. I think so, yeah. Would be yeah. a good estimate. But, I mean, Corey LaJoy had a really good, really good day. I mean, um, I don't know who uh, who I heard it from, whether it was from Junior or whether it was from uh, BBC. I think it was most, no, Hamlin. That's that's who I was thinking about. So when listening to Actions Detrimental, he was talking about how Corey, uh, talking about just that specific team, and it's like Spire is not Spire is not that big of a team. If you look at all the teams, you know of Rick Hendrick, you know of Stuart Haas, you know of Joe Gibbs. Those are the good teams. Spire is mostly that lower mid pack backmarker team. They're not a good team, but when it comes down to like super speedway races or maybe, maybe road course races, but for the most part, super speedways is where the back markers shine. Um, they can be good. And Hamlin did talk a lot about um, how there can be moments to where you don't need to tear up the equipment. There are going to be races to where as long as you don't finish last, just don't tear up our cars and just keep it clean so that way for the next race we have to run this specific chassis, we can go balls to the walls with it. Obviously, we've seen in this race, um, even though it wasn't the cleanest, um, they did their best by um, keeping it clean, even though they made contact with Brad Kozlowski and um, AJ Allmendinger, whether... I mean, both incidents weren't his fault, but for the most part, he got a 14th, a top 15 finish, which is That's a really huge. good day for him. That's so huge for that team. I mean, even the uh, even like a stage point is huge for that team. So, uh, 10th and stage two, that's huge. Like those points, even though it's just one point, I mean, not only is he running top 10 as well, but just that momentum there and that one point could be huge for that team. I mean, when you're running in the back like that, you hope for a chance some days just to get up there and run up with the front with the big boys. Problem is, once you do, sometimes things that kind of happen, like we saw in the race, to where, you know, had a run-in with Brad Kay, also got taken three wide and took somebody out. So it's a byproduct of somebody who doesn't run up in the front is running up in the front. But, yeah, I don't know. Corey LaJoy, good driver, is just Spire. Man, wish they could give him all the resources that he needs to succeed, but just isn't there. And sometimes, as you said, he has to literally just take care of the equipment one week and just get ready for the next and just hope to, you know, scrap up the money that they can, move on to the next race. It's tough for those teams, but man, does it, the reward pays off, especially when you see him run at like Atlanta, like he did last year, and he ran so well. Oh, so nice to see when it does pay off. 
But due to Chase Elliott making contact with them, we didn't get any nice things. Sorry, Cameron. Uh, yeah, well, also, yeah, mm-hmm. that happened. Yeah, but hey, Chase won that race, so hey, let's go. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. Five one. I would season, like to baby. apologize to my Chase Elliott fans, uh, Spencer, Cameron, if you're listening into this. I'm sorry, but not sorry. Um, so back to the race. Uh, Trackhouse and. The, the rest of stage three, uh, we could talk about that there. But uh, oh. Trackhouse has been dominant. Dude, they're back. They're back again. I, I was a little hesitant about picking them this year, which that's another thing as well. I uh, When we get to that bridge, I'm going to cross it. But uh, with Trackhouse, yeah, I was thinking in the, in the offseason, I was like, all right, let's see how well they do this year. I'm not sure. It's going to be really interesting. But dare I say, Maybe. And I don't know this for sure. This could be something that I would have to maybe bring in somebody to kind of like get their perspective on things. But dare I say that maybe the two-car teams are actually the best teams right now? Because it seems like to me, Trackhouse with Chastain and Suarez really looked good. Even RCR. Uh, Kyle Busch, Austin Dillon both looked good. Of course, Dillon wasn't up in the front as much as Suarez and Chastain, of course, and that team. But overall, like the two car teams are really starting to shine almost. It's almost like the smaller the team, the better with this next gen car. But I could be wrong on that. I, I would have to, I may be wrong on that. Well, I mean, I don't necessarily, I think they've, I think they understood the as- assignment when they started off this year. It's not to say, um have being a part of a bigger team is bad like obviously you've seen the success with kyle larson chase elliott uh kevin harvick you know all these guys that are part of bigger teams that have a four car organization it's not bad but it's hard for that equipment being shared around when you have less of a field that's why i think in some teams like i think haw should go to three cars only because having four yeah that's nice and everything but you're going to have Harvick that's retiring soon. You're also going to have Eric Amarola, who, uh, depending how he feels and how the money you know, gets brought in, that's how you're going to depend on your team. Plus, if you're bringing people up, i.e. Cole Custer, um, Riley Herbst, or anybody else that's inside the Ford program that you're bringing up into your big team, it all just depends. But I think to help grow your brand you need to sometimes scale back down to do the things you do. Like obviously RCR is doing fine with two cars. Trackhouse is doing good with two cars. 2311 is doing good with two cars. It all just depends on how they find it right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I mean even then, even then to my point, like Hendrick Motorsports, four car team, guess what? They're doing fine. Like they've got all four of their guys were run up in the top 10 at one. Well, no, not all four. Three of the four were run up the top 10 at one point. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, Joe Gibbs Racing, sure, they're kind of going through a youth moment or kind of like a changing of the guard kind of moment right now with Ty Gibbs, Christopher Bell coming through and all that stuff. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to start, you know, moseying their way up to the front and all that, which <laughs> mad props to Toyota as well for last year for how well they did with the whole nose change as well, which, oof. Yeah. From what um, I've heard, at least. But yeah, I mean, Toy- 
Toyota definitely dropped the ball when uh, Kyle Larson, or oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Kyle um, Larson, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> oh no. What if scenario, Kyle Larson goes to Joe Gibbs Racing, what happens next? <laughs> um, the whole Hendrick fan base starts crying and then uh, the whole world just seems different. Yep, Plus, right. um, he's probably not going to go dirt racing because Joe Gibbs thinks it's a sin. Oh, I know that's not in the thing. Okay, so... We have to talk about that, all right? Because as a fan, I hate that so much for Christopher Bell. I hate it so much. Oh, that. Okay, I get it though. I absolutely get it because you're investing so much stinking money into your driver, right? And if he goes out there and gets injured, well, I mean, he may be weeks off for long periods of time, and you got sponsors that are wanting to see him in the car. Like, I get it, but man. You can just see Bell just dejected on the, well, I can't remember which interview it was on, but I remember a podcast he was on, and man, he looked so dejected about that. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. I mean, here's the thing. I feel like, I understand due to sponsorship um, obligations, you're kind of held back on doing certain things, and I honestly believe, in my personal opinion, that I feel like you should let your drivers go ahead and do the things that they do. I mean, obviously, you see it with Rick Hendrick and Kyle Larson that they pretty much let Larson do whatever he wants at this point because, A, he's bringing in the money. B, he doesn't have to really worry about sponsorship at this point if Rick Hendrick's going to just be billing him at this point. And he's doing all these events, like all these dirt races, especially he's doing the Indy 500 next year and possibly next year after that because boy do they love them over there um look at how much better it's made them if you ask me like holy cow that whole 2021 run like if it wasn't for the stuff that he was doing off track i don't think he wins that championship in 21 like but you also have to look at it too it's because not only um not only in 21 but you also have to think about it in 2020 yeah, sure, yeah. he screwed up his career, but if you think about it, he was racing every single day. Every single day. Exactly. Yeah, sure, maybe not the full 365 days a year, but he was racing every single day in a dirt race. He was shattering records. He was doing this. He was doing that. And here's the thing. When he came back in 21, a lot of people were skeptical about Kyle Larson because it's like, okay, he just came back from a controversy. He is in a new team. What are we expecting? And even, you know, um, Jeff Burton, uh, when NBC does their, you know, year, you know, year review kind of thing, as in like, what are we expecting this year? He did say he saw his career flash before his eyes. And it did. Yeah. And then he's coming back and he's coming back with a vengeance. And it's kind of hard to say how you're going to slow down Kyle Larson. And if you look at 21, yeah, sure. It kind of got off to a rough start, got involved in incidents, but the talent was still there. He didn't lose a step. And then by Vegas from then on, everyone took notice of that five car the whole entire time. Everyone from week to week was looking at that five car saying, how in the world are we going to be Kyle Larson? And no one did. I mean, the only person that was probably close to him was probably his teammate. But for the most part, no one was touching Kyle Larson. And he won the championship. Now, obviously, the year after that was kind of a slump. And this year, it's not going all that great. But I mean, 
at the we're same like time he's done it before yeah, yeah. we're, we're, we're like two races, races yeah. yeah i mean it, it's one of those things early season struggles you know and not like that you gotta remember as well 26 race regular season like as long as you get in the playoffs and get your playoff points but you know the, the last 10 are really what matters i mean it's not going to be saying oh it's is Kyle Larson not going to win this year? It's like, no, you don't have to worry about that. He's going to find a win this year because it's Kyle Larson. It could be at Kansas. It could be, um, for all we know, next week at Las Vegas. We don't know. But, I mean, it's Kyle Larson. We don't have to worry about him. But, um, you know, all of Stage 3, it was the Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain show. And, boy, did Kyle Busch have a car. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you, it's, that, it's uh, what it's what happens when you give a good driver like that a good car and a good engine. Well, I mean, if you think about it too, that's the same stuff that Tyler Reddick was running exactly. last year. Exactly before he but had that's that. Not to say he's not Tyler Reddick's not talented. It's just because new car, new problems. Yep. Which, oh boy. Uh, I had this in my notes as well. The whole RCR to 2311 thing, yeah, it looks like it's really working well for um, RCR right now. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, granted, Tyler Reddick had a great season last year. Three wins. That's nothing to, you know, whatever, look down upon. That's amazing for that guy. But the problem is now you've just given Kyle Bush, you know, a little bit of a flame underneath him and he's in a good team and you got one of the best engine departments now backing him up. So I think we're on a dangerous track with Kyle Busch and I need to also issue an apology to Kyle Busch and Rowdy Nation fans because this was not in the podcast at all. But heading into the season, in the off season, I thought he would have a down year. I really did. I thought it would be kind of a rough start for him because he's in a new team new you know chemistry and all that stuff that you got to get used to but nope he already proved me wrong second race all right cool so yep apologies to rowdy nation i'm sorry i doubted your driver i'm sorry i felt like for me personally i felt like even though you you really don't know until like the second race of the season but like the clash and the 500 was kind of telling me that Kyle Busch was probably going to be fine this year, in my opinion, because, I mean, yeah, sure, we had bumper tags to the Clash, but for the most part, I I was thinking Kyle Busch was going to get a win, maybe two or three more, but it just seems like at this point that they're on the track to at least get maybe four to five wins, because oh, yeah. all those cars that he's running in is Tyler Reddick's, and you know, like I said earlier, Tyler Reddick is someone you don't sneeze on. He is a really good driver. It's just right now he's having a rough, rough start. And um, when Kyle hopped in and he has his old crew chief, I think his old spotter, not quite sure. But for the most part, Kyle Busch is starting to look scary this year and probably one of the favorites. I'm also thinking that Trackhouse is going to be a part of the favorites too because I remember saying in my picks for Auto Club, Daniel Suarez was going to be an underdog 
pick you did or at least that. someone to look at and i was almost proven right and i was like go for it. i was like no go for it. just go for it i was so surprised watching it i was like Hey, gum, he got it right. <laughs> man, Austin beat me on his what to, what drivers to watch for. Huh? Man. Uh, yeah, three of my four picks from that last episode were, were, were not that hot, but one of them was. <laughs> you, got Thank the, you, you got the sleeper pick. Exactly. I still only one that matters. Look, Suarez, I appreciate you. I thank you. I owe you a, uh, I owe you a Coke. Coke and a taco. Uh, the, or no, a coconut pinata. There you go. Oh, well, I mean, either or. I mean, whatever, you know, whatever he likes, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know either, yes. <laughs> but yeah, Kyle Busch is back now. So this is, uh, this has put the whole NASCAR world on notice. And even then, too, like listening after he did his burnouts and everything like that, like he was not booed. And I'm like, wait, what? Wait. <laughs> What year are we in? I know. I was thinking the same. I was like, "What year is this? <laughs> am I did, am I a time traveler or something? Did I go down the wrong timeline or something?" Like, my goodness, it, it's so strange to see it. But I think it's because, honestly, I think a lot of fans think that. And of course, Denny Hamlin said in his podcast, he put it to sleep. Basically, that I think a lot of fans thought that JGR basically wanted him out to get his grandson in there, and. I still, in the back of my mind, have that mindset because the thing is, let's get real, it's family, it's his grandson, but at the same time, Kyle Busch couldn't find sponsorship. Still don't necessarily believe that, honestly, because it's the most popular, one of the most popular drivers, but anyway, so yeah, it's, it's hard especially to let that guy go because, I mean, you got to look at it from Toyota's perspective as well. They lost a really good truck team out of that exchange too. Like that was huge for their, that literally could have set Toyota back years now because now they have to find different teams that they can get their rising stars in through to get up to the cup series. That truck series uh, team with KBM was absolutely huge to get their drivers up through the Xfinity series and then in the cup. Now that they don't have that, oof. They, they, they've probably been set back a couple of years now. Yeah, probably. But I mean, at the same time, it's not like Joe Gibbs didn't want him to stay. And absolutely, yeah. You need to <clears throat> understand that business is business. But at the most part, it's like don't second guess. And I'm not saying just to you, but for for most people, it's like you need to understand that. Business is business, but at the same time, it's not like in the back of their minds is like, man, I really wish I kept this person or this, that, and the other. But I mean, it is what it is, you know. Yeah, they couldn't. So, I mean, I get it. it. It's yeah, as you said, it's business is business, and at the end of the day, if you can't keep the guy, oh well. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to the Xfinity Series race, I Ooh. so oh. <laughs> oh, Cole Custer. Yeah, I forgot about that. Anyway, you want to talk about that? <laughs> uh, do we want to talk about Reddick what versus happened, Junior Motorsports? What <laughs> happened? What happened? <laughs> Look, everything was great to the final act at that point. Because I was like, stage one, I was like, okay, we got some points. You know, it's good. And then stage two, you got more points. 
yeah, but then like there was like a John Hunter Nemechek, and I'm like, I don't want to go back to Canadian Tire again. <laughs> oh yeah, I, that. So I, don't. <laughs> I told him like back off. Don't no, you're not getting to Custer. Nope. And he didn't, and he finished second. I was like, cool. And then later, I don't know if it was early in stage three. I know it was like I think it was sixty laps ago. And it was a restart. There was a caution for something I don't remember. Uh, was it? Was oh, it oh, it's because of Tyler Reddick uh, getting into Brandon Jones. Oh, yep, you're right, you're right. Which we could get into in a minute. Um, <laughs> and so everyone's deciding whether they want to come in or not, and uh, we stay out. And I was like, yes, do that. And I was like, so that way we can save it later. And right before I'm watching the restart. I have my buddy Alan snap me and he was like, dude, Custer got melted. And I'm thinking when I see that, in my mind, he had a battery start. And I'm like, yeah, yeah it's fine. It's 60 laps. He got a whole car. We actually, we have maybe the best or second best car. Cause honestly, throughout that second half of the race, John Hunter had the best car. Yeah. And, him and um, both. Whew. So, anyways, then I watched the restart. Then I saw what happened. Tire goes down, and I'm like, I, I, I was like, are you serious? And then I just get a snap from Spencer, just like a sad face, and I'm like, I was like, screw me, dude. And he was like, I'm <laughs> yeah. good. And yeah. he was like, I was like, dude, I tire, and we went several laps down, and I was like, so upset. We had yeah. the best car. I mean, true, you did. But at the same time, like the way I see it is you ran up front all day and even and it, like the only thing that could stop him was a tire. Like to me, <laughs> that shows that literally what happened. <laughs> that shows to me, all right, Cole Custer's a threat this year. Not like we already didn't know that, but like, okay, yep, he 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 back. He's back. So Definitely watch out for Cole this year because, man, he's going to be – I think he's going to have a flame lit under him as well. And, man, he, he's going to be somebody to watch out for. Same for John Hunter. Uh, absolute huge win for him. He's already locked up the playoffs now, so no worries about that. Just got to make sure you keep getting more playoff points. Don't stop. Keep the momentum going, of course. Uh, but, man, what a good race just in general. Like Xfinity Series on that track – it's just a good combination. Oh, yes. Like, my goodness. And not only that as well, like Auto Club in general, we know it's the last configuration, last race on the configuration. Such a good track. The older tracks, man, they age so well. They age like a fine wine, man. It's so nice to see. But then, of course, at some point, you got to repave them. And that's when it gets sad, big sad. But at the end of the day, though, Xfinity Series... Great racing overall. There were some definitely some like young driver moments that you could see out there. You know, some drivers made some calls or some decisions that I was like, eh, I wouldn't do that or I wouldn't see that in a cup race. So definitely got to back off a little bit on the aggression. I'm talking to you, Josh Berry. <laughs> but, you know, there's a, couple uh... <laughs> there's a couple other drivers as well that I saw that I was like, oh, yeah, and Austin Hill as well. Come on, buddy. Pushing somebody in the middle of a corner. Come on. Yeah, my mom made a comment. She watched the whole X-Mania race with me. Uh, well, t except towards the end. Oh, 
she watched the horror race. Uh, she's like, man, those cars are moving. And I'm like, yeah, the Xfinity cars, they like to move around. And, um, I wasn't really paying attention. And then I saw Josh Berry and I saw Sheldon Creed and I saw Sheldon just aim straight left. And I was like, oh, he's going to hit head on. This is going to be the worst crash humankind saves it. Drift oh, taps the car. And I was like, someone give this man an oscar <laughs> oh yeah no it was beautiful like they're like the script writers all right i'm just saying did a great job with that one great <laughs> call on that one yep give them the oscars as well but like the thing is it just shows how talented those drivers are just in general like i mean sometimes you look at them and you watch those races and you're like man i could drive better than them and then you watch that and you're like okay maybe not so it, it's just a showing of great talent i mean even then, where did Cree finish? I think he still came up with a good finish. He finished in the top five. I think so. Because Austin Dillon had like a crazy strategy by just staying out after railing the back of Cole Custer. Because when he blew his tire, Dillon had nowhere to go and rammed in the back of Cole. And I was like, well, and then next thing you know, he's in the lead. And I'm like, Okay, if he's in the lead with damage, oh. where are we at at this point? No, Sheldon Creed, 23rd. Oh, 23rd. Oh, I thought he finished better than that. I would have been like, yeah, well, that was a great day for Creed. Uh, Austin Hill, 6th. So maybe you're getting a switch there between those two. Uh, maybe so. But, yeah, overall, RCR, man, even their Xfinity program is looking good already. I don't know what one program is it's they're doing okay right now, but like having a hard time to just understand what it is. Let me hear motorsports. Okay, I wasn't. I was a little surprised about that. I was going to say colleague there for a second. Uh, no. Junior motorsports apparently just is dropping the ball this this week or in the past two weeks. Like Daytona, now they're in a fight with Reddick, and it's like. Yeah, it's like their drivers are, uh, <laughs> they're really good, but it's like sometimes having top equipment isn't always the best thing, <laughs> if you know what I mean. It seems like sometimes they're a little too aggressive with what they got or a little too good with what they got. But, again, that's only speculation. Again, we're only couch chiefs. We only, you know, see things from the couch. So Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So... The thing is, like, we're not the ones out on the track. We don't know what they're thinking. At the same time, they have to put their, I guess, their foot out there and say, hey, look, um, I'm out here for myself at the end of the day. I don't care about the other people around me. You know, the Joey Logano mentality. But, you know, it's one of those things that, yeah, the junior motorsports guys, yeah, they can... <laughs> They gotta get their stuff together. Calm down a little bit, guys. Let's 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 go for those wins. I mean, you let two now get a slip away from you, so yeah. Uh, yeah, because I don't know what deal because Phoenix. I'm still holding that one over them. They should have won that championship over Ty Gibbs, but anyway. <laughs> uh, man, it's like I don't know what Dale Jr. told him in like the the week before Daytona, it's like, all right, boys, new year, new us. Let's, let's get aggressive out there or whatever. And then just watches it completely backfires. I mean, I, don't know. You, it's that. I think it's, I think it's honestly just a little bit of like that loss of, I think part of it is probably like Noah Greg, Gregson leaving. And mm -hmm. then 
you've got two young guys that are still, I wouldn't say inexperienced, but they're, they're still pretty young, right? Josh Berry, Sam Mayer, you know, and they're driving and all that. So they've still got a lot to learn. Allgaier, on the other hand, he's the experienced one, but even then he made some mistakes with some of the calls and all that. So anyway, uh, we're almost out of time for this episode. So you want to wrap us up with who to watch out for and all that stuff next week? All right. So first of all, we got to give out our good rating. Uh, Auto Club oh, yeah, 10 out of that. 10. Cause oh, no, no. Just because of everything. No, Because no. the weekend was good. Buddy. And because... Yes, buddy. No, you gotta go. You gotta go an auto club out of ten, or a Fontana out of ten. There, there is no rating, honestly, for me. I would give it a twenty out of ten if I had to. It's just uh, nostalgia, and also uh, I don't want to see this track go. It's such a good track. I hate that we're losing it, but at the same time, NASCAR, don't you dare mess up this configuration with the short track. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> oh, if you if you make auto club even worse than what it was before. We got problems. We got serious problems. I mean, you might as well throw dynamite into it at this point. Uh, I mean, look, did they make a lot of money off of it? And was it a good decision? Absolutely. Like, as a business decision, it was good. The only problem is, it's like, what about some of the other tracks that you maybe could have sold off instead of this that you own? Because let's get real, Auto Club is such a good track, but then you start thinking about it as well. They've got to do a repave at some point with that track anyway. Because I'm telling you, the backstretch, I'm pretty sure... I didn't hear much from this uh, the last week, but I'm pretty sure drivers were not having fun, you know, bouncing up and down going into turn three every single time. And then you basically have, man, turn one and two, which I think is literally just sealant at this point. So, hmm. Well, um, we're going to Vegas. So... <sighs> Who do I go with? Um, the it's not. What's the main sponsor for Las Vegas? Oh South yeah, Point. it's. Oh wait, for this one, uh, let me double check that because I'm pretty sure usually it's Pennzoil for this one. I'm pretty sure it is. Let me double check. Yep, Pennzoil 400 presented by. Jiggly. Okay, Joe Logano. Yep, I was gonna say the same thing. I'm like, yep, Joe Logano. Okay. I know who my pick is to watch out for, but. Like is last week. I'm going to give out a couple other drivers, I guess, to watch out for. Let me see. Let me say as well. I think Ross Chastain. Absolutely. Oh, yes. What I've seen already at Auto Club and then from last year as well. And then, of course, I'm going to have to go. Do I go Kyle Larson or do I go uh, maybe Kyle Busch again as well this week uh, for a guy to watch out for? We'll see how he does coming off the win as well as last year. He had a good run at Vegas last year until it was Bowman that backed into another win. So, yeah. Um, watch out for Kyle as well. Well, I mean, just Kyle's in general. but uh, <laughs> Both Kyle's, yeah. Both of them. Um, so, Joe Logano, obviously. Uh, I'll agree with Ross Jastain. Uh I'll go with the Kyle's because yes. And <laughs> If it comes down to a late race restart, and he's up there, uh huh, I'm pulling going. for this driver. Uh huh, he already know knows going. where I'm going with it. I know where you're going. <laughs> I mean, he won it last year, so in all yes, fairness, in all fairness, he deserves his credit and uh-huh. deserves to be the man. I'm going with Alex Bowman. That's yeah, my top five. Let's picks. go, yeah. Joe Logano, because 
yeah, Ross Chastain, because he's good, Kyle Larson, Kyle Busch, and Alex Bowman. That's that's it. I've, I've got nothing left for you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I, I thank you for saying Bowman. It's just let's actually hope he finishes well in this one or actually wins it. I would love to see a win and go ahead and lock in the playoffs. That way we don't have to worry about that at any point this year because who knows how many winners we may get this year. We may get 17 or 18 for all I know. So just get your lock in. Just get punch that ticket. Punch it. Might as well. I mean, hey, if Ricky Stenhouse can win it, it's at this point anybody else can win it. <laughs> yeah. If he can, anybody can. Watch BJ McLeod win. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Watch that happen. Oh, if that happens. Oh, man. And, and he gets a playoff waiver as well so that he can go in, in even if he's outside the top three. Oh, man. Oh, man. We're in for a show, baby. We're in for oh, a yes. show. I can um, hear, I can literally hear the Twitter NASCAR fans blowing up Twitter. Oh, yeah. No, it'd be a great day for BJ McLeod. I mean, that's. <laughs> oh, no, great day for him. But, you know, all the playoff system haters out there, you know, they've got something to ride on. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen to Tyler Riddick, your point. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, I mean, I think he'll get in the top 20 in the points at least by the end of the year. Like, he'll be fine. He'll be yeah, fine. I, I don't it's think just... he's going to make it this year. I'm sorry. Wait, really? Wait, what? I don't, I don't think he's going to make it in. in I don't think playoffs? he's going to make the playoffs. I don't think he's going to do it. Really? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> even, even if they win. What, hold on. Did you not see the 45 at Kansas? Did you not see that car? I did. But here's the thing. Something's telling me this year that it may not be. If he, if he does make it in. If he makes it in, I, I'll be surprised. But I mean, for the most part, I don't think Tyler Reddick's going to make it. Nor do I think Bubba Wallace is going to make unbelievable. it. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! I don't think 2011 is going to make it. I'm sorry. I, unbelievable with you. I I can't. I know. Uh, oh right. yeah, and, and, except and, and, the guy <laughs> who likes who doesn't like Richmond. He doesn't like the back bumper cams. Is there anything else we need to know about you that you don't like? Um. Yeah, the camera angles were way too tight as well. I didn't. I put that in my notes. I didn't get to talk about that, but yeah, just back the fr- zoom out, Fox. <laughs> zoom out. Ugh. Anyways, end, end up there. End episode. End it. End it. Move might on. as well before things get worse. Um, this is our episode for today. Uh, one big announcement today, and we'll probably do another one next week, depending how stuff goes. Um, we have a Discord. So, um, for those of you that are well-known in our circle, um, like our Couch Chiefs Racing Picks and all of our other friends that are out there, we do have a Discord. I'll post it out there and get you guys involved, talking about the episodes, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. Um, So, yeah, we do have an official Discord. So, if you want to join our Discord, um, it is called the Couch Chiefs Podcast. That's what it's called. Um, I think it'd be discord.gg slash couchchiefspodcast. So if you want to try to search it up there, you could do that. Um, other than that, that's about it. Uh, Levi, got anything else? The back bumper cam still has to go. I'm just saying. I'm just... All right. This is where we end the episode. <laughs> See you guys later.